You're listening to Four Horsemen Revelations in Graphic Design. One, two, three. Art! tell us about your jury yeah, duty I, it was well it was more like in regards to the last name just because the the poor defense attorney like they were going around and like our entire jury group kept trying to get off topic it was the weird it was like they'd go off on these tangents that made no sense but it was for a petty theft case and mm. i love true crime i really do i'm happy to do my civic duty but i did not want to be there that morning <laughs> and because yeah. my biggest worry like, i I didn't want to walk in and find out it was for like the Markeith Lloyd case. That was like my biggest fear was I would walk in and see it was for like Markeith Lloyd. Mm -hmm. And so I was fully ready to say like, the bastard needs to burn. (laughs) And I walk in and it's just this little like older lady and like, it's for a petty theft case and blah, blah. And so like the the, um, state attorney is trying to give all these like hypotheticals to get an idea of what the jury was would do. And they kept, like, she'd detour, and then she'd all of a sudden talk about theft. And they're like, you can't do that. You're pre-trying the case. Oh, no. You can't, do, you can't use theft as an, as an example. So once the defense attorney went up to try and, like, kind of gauge where the, where the jury group was, every time he got to me, he'd go, Miss Pant, I'm so sorry. I don't remember how to say your last name. And I'd have to say it. And finally, it was, like, four times, four or five times of this happening. And I finally was just like, you can just say Miss P. <laughs> and he's like okay that's good <laughs> thank you yeah. yeah i was like i, I was like you poor thing I, <laughs> I mean like how like how rough was that for you like growing up like how many different variations would you get a lot well and i will say like i got to a degree i was lucky my dad is a dentist so he was the dentist for several of my teachers okay um he was always dr pete he actually never made anyone say th- his last name he was always dr p or dr mike Okay. Um, but I'd get into class, and if a teacher could say my last name, it was because my dad was their doctor. Oh, so that would be like That's a big clue for you. <laughs> yeah. And, um, or they had known, known him for years because my parents lived in, in Port Orange for like 30 years. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like because I, I had one teacher whose daughter used to babysit me like way, way back when. And so when I came in, she's like, I've known your parents since you were a baby. And I'm like, oh man. She was so sweet though. She was one of my favorite teachers. But um I when I went to college though, I actually had only two teachers pronounce it correctly on the first try. Mm-hmm. And both times just left me in silence. Cause they're like Shauna Panchesen and I just stared at them and like, they go, Is is that wrong? I go, No. Oh God, no. <laughs> you actually got it right. Yeah, and they're like, you get it mispronounced all the time. I was like, uh-huh. They're like, I'm Ukrainian. And I'm like, that's why. I, that's, yeah, that's pretty much the old, like, you need somebody that kind of, like, understands that, yeah. like, name structure to get it right. Yeah, so, like, the one that got it right was Ukrainian. The other one was Czechoslovakian. Wow. So the two of them, like, they knew how to how to make all the CZs and stuff and uh-huh. work together. And then, um, but, like, growing up, apparently I could, uh, I could spell it before I knew the alphabet because my mom always had to spell it when we went places. So it was always... P as in Peter, A, Nancy, C, Z as in zebra, Y, S, Z, Y, N. 
So it was like, it was just consistently spelled like that throughout my entire, you know, childhood. So I could spell it no problem. And then um, my my younger sister, she's uh, about four, she was a four years behind me in school. She'd get into class and they'd, they'd do roll call and they'd be like, Shayla Panchezen. And she'd just stare at them. They're like, wait, your sister. <laughs> we already know. Yeah. We had your sister. And she's like, oh, okay. So get home. She's like, I have your science teacher. I was like, Mr. So-and-so. She goes, yeah. Oh my friend. god! That's <laughs> but yeah, so, so she actually never had to really go through that whole thing yeah. until she went to college. At which point, we did completely different majors. So, so yeah, now you're on your own. They yeah. got yeah. to figure out your name on your own. This is the real world. Yeah, yeah. you know, That's welcome your, to it. Welcome to the real world. Nobody knows your name. <laughs> All right, set of cheers. <laughs> wow, dark. Um, so, as you guys have heard, we're talking to Shanna Penchesen. Shauna, I said Shanna because I was so That's excited okay. to say your last name that I forgot yeah. your first name. Okay. I like I said, my sister's name is Shayla. I'm Shauna. We've had Guys, every. I've even, already fucked up this podcast. <laughs> even my mom gets us confused at this point. It gets to the point where she's. I get text for my sister, mm-hmm. and I'll, and it'll be some really random out of the blue thing, and I'll write back either I'll just send it back a question mark, or I'll go. I'll just write wrong daughter. Because <laughs> she's she gets even us confused and like her mom told her years ago she goes you're gonna regret that one day and my mom's at the point where she's like mm, kind of regret that because yeah. she'll, she'll be like Shauna Shate Shauna who are you like you daughter yeah. yeah yeah you I'm talking to you I mean I get that and all I have is brothers and our names aren't even that similar they're just oh, like mm-hmm. they're just like you child I don't know just come over here yeah. child one child two. <laughs> I think that's almost like a rite of passage yeah. for the parents. Like, you're going to come to the point that you're so stressed out, you're so out of sorts that they're just like people in your life, you know? You're like, just like the name doesn't matter. Human I've made. Get yeah. over here. Yeah. You, number three. Well, it's, like, it's like how everyone at one point or another like accidentally calls their teacher mom. Oh, uh, that's yeah. so embarrassing. That's awkward. Yeah. 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 I remember, I distinctly remember doing that in second grade to Miss Capshina. So, but yeah, no. It's still a traumatizing memory for you. No, it's just, it's like, and it's one of those, as soon as you say it, you're like, ah, crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm teaching some college classes right now, and I'm glad no one makes that mistake. Yeah. You haven't gotten mom college. yet? Yeah. That would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. College is a bit old. That's a bit like, Ooh. yeah. I, yeah, I never did that for uh, my teachers, but my version of that was that I'm like in a random store, and I grab someone else's hand. <laughs> Yeah, you've done that. I, I, well, I mean, not now. Like when I was a child, I was, you know, it was socially acceptable that I messed up because I was eight or whatever. Oh yeah, Yeah. as a kid, I would do that all the time too. I'd run other Mm -hmm. underneath other women's dresses. Oh wow, grab their leg. (laughs) That's assault. Yeah, that's not okay. That's like a step too far. Yeah, that's a different thing. You're little, like, and you know, I'm. I've always been short. Yeah. Even when I was a little kid, I was even shorter. So it's like you don't see someone's face when they're yeah. way up there. You just see their leg. You see the kneecap is like the yeah. the the height of it. So a leg is a leg. Yeah. It looks just like your mother's leg. Guys, when you're a kid, a leg's a leg. A you leg know, is a leg. I mean, if there's one thing that you should take away from this podcast is that a leg is a leg. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's that's where we want to get in this world. Equality for everyone, a leg is a leg. Yes. <laughs> but it, it's totally okay that Taylor is messing up this name because yeah. I was I'm saying already before, messing we're it up. already, we're all a little starstruck here because we do have a local celebrity on our hand. So Shauna really is like <laughs> a, a famous hand letter. She has over 10,000 followers. 
on Instagram, which is absolutely crazy. You're blowing Jessica's mind with that. It's blowing <laughs> my mind. <laughs> Guys, there's actually smoke in the room right now. A little bit. It's a fire hazard. Wow. So, Shauna, <laughs> we do have a quick speed round for you. So okay. we're just going to throw out some questions. And if you can just answer them as quickly and briefly as possible before we get into the good stuff. Okay. Um. So first one, okay. share a weird fact about yourself. A weird fact? A about weird myself? fact. Yep. Oh, man. Okay. I'm trying to think if I can think of something like weird enough, but... um. When I was little, I always wanted to be an artist, went off to high school. I was in choir. By the time I wanted to graduate, uh, wanted to graduate, I won't. <laughs> By the time I graduated high school, I had instead changed my trajectory and I went to school for opera for a semester. Um, yeah, did I never tell you that? I don't think so. Did you oh, yeah. A special, like a specific school for no. opera? I went to the University of North Florida. They just happened to have a... A, an opera program wow. that I was starting and I had auditioned and actually how I met my best friend was that audition. Wow. She auditioned right before I did. My mom was with me. Her mom was with her. We were both super nervous. She goes into the into audition room, um, which in that room was one of the two teachers to pronounce my name correctly ever. And she walks out and she goes, don't worry, you're going to be fine. They're super nice. You're going to kick butt. And I and my mom goes, go audition. I'm getting her number. <laughs> so she and and later on she called me and and we exchanged um, aim. Was like, I think it was aim at the mm -hmm. time. So we exchanged aim scream names and then uh, our MySpaces. And then we lived together our freshman year of college. Wow. And then after that, we wanted to nice. kill each other for a year. So we went separate ways and then lived together again, junior senior, and then two years after that. So we lived together about six years of mm -hmm. our now almost 12 year friendship oh wow. man Jeez. that is crazy and all because of opera all because opera of opera changes lives so and yeah. yeah question two can you please sing some opera for us no because wow. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my sinuses are on fire today and i'm not warmed up at all what so. demands you have jessica <laughs> yeah. 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 i don't i don't I sing curious. on the spot i don't do it <laughs> um so if you could pick one eye color for yourself what would it be one eye color Oh, I'd keep what I have now. Would I've you? Got, yeah, my light blue with the really dark um, iris around it. Yeah. I love it. It's fun. Uh, one of my friends in high school went up to me one day and like looked me directly in the eyes, and she just goes, you have underworld eyes. Wow. Underworld you eyes? You do. Yeah. It's like oh, that man. movie Underworld. They All of them have, have the eyes that look like mine, and I'm like, I need to use this costume advantage at mm -hmm. Halloween sometime because I wear contacts, so I can't easily get colored contacts. So I need to use my natural eye color to my advantage. Mm -hmm. That's pretty and, um, cool. Yeah, that's, that's underworld cool. eyes. Yeah, that's what someone that's what someone always said. And as soon as I finally saw the movie, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite holiday? Oh, Christmas. Christmas. I love Christmas. It's always been my favorite, but it's the it it's a fun season because obviously you have Thanksgiving and then you have um christmas slash my mom's birthday and because she's a christmas baby and oh, then wow. a week after that is my birthday so it's like this boom 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 thing of, mm -hmm. of essentially what feels to me like three holidays in a row because i don't work on my birthday oh, nice. sounds exhausting <laughs> it is a little bit yeah it's like by the time my birthday comes my family just like it, they they always made sure that my birthday felt special yeah. But I could tell they were just like, by the time it came, they were just like, they're just like, over ready it. for nothing. We're over with presents and family time. Yeah. And let's just get this over with. But this year I celebrated 30. So they were like 
extra excited mm-hmm. about that. Did you go all out? Um, I went to Mathers downtown for, for uh, drinks and stuff, and my best friend drove over from Melbourne with her husband, and then my childhood best friend, who I've known as of this month, we've known each other for, I think, 20 years. We met wow. when, we were, wow. when we were nine, so like 21 years now. Um, she came as well with her boyfriend, and then all of my, my little crew locally, we all just got together on a 30-degree night and went to Mathers. <laughs> And it was like dead. I've never seen that place that mm-hmm. quiet. The mayor was even there. What? The yeah. mayor? Yeah. Like we were sitting there and all of a sudden my friend goes, is that, is that Buddy Dyer? Is that Buddy Dyer? <laughs> She's like, and people are, my, my best friend's like Googling a photo and she goes, oh, that's him. Oh, wow. So, so the mayor goes to Mathers. The mayor goes to Mathers. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's an exclusive. I mean, that's some promo right there. Yeah. For the bar. I mean, I've seen a lot of lawyers and stuff there. I ran into a friend that I knew in high school there once because he was there with a bunch of lawyer friends. And I was like, we, we literally, like, as I was walking out, he was walking in. And we're just like, oh, hey. Wow. Jeez. Mathers is upscale. Right? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now you know if you want to hang out with the mayor. Yeah, where to go? Head if you want to, you, you know, mingle with here. some big people. Yeah, I say, what up, buddy? You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exclusive. And now he's going to avoid Mathers. <laughs> oh yeah, his secret's out. <laughs> he's gonna change bars. Yeah, this this podcast is not sponsored by Mathers, but if they wanna, you know, send be. some free drinks our way, you know, by yeah. all means, <laughs> send us some froze. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, Shauna, if you could meet any historical figure, who would you choose and why? Any historical figure. Any historical figure. Okay, so they have to be dead. Um, I mean, I think okay. not necessarily. I can think of yeah. like current. I mean, the word historical kind of yeah. does mean dead. <laughs> yeah. Can you be historical uh, and old. still alive? <laughs> I think, okay, so this is actually one that would be kind of cool. Um, my great grandfather. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to meet him. Obviously, he was dead before, way, way, way before them. But he was a famous doctor in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And they have a bust of him outside of a giant medical museum where there's an entire wing named after Dr. Marian Penchison. Wow. That's cool. That's so really that's really cool. cool. That and like what few articles I've been able to kind of translate, which I don't read I don't know Ukrainian. I don't read Ukrainian. I know five words in it. Um <laughs> two of which are are not appropriate words. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and the other um, one being your last name. Yeah. <laughs> My dad jokes that like Pinches and his Smith over there, which oh. actually I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but <laughs> I know like cheers back at you. And then I know, um, a hole. <laughs> so that one's, that one's fun because all if the I important have, ones, yeah. Yeah. all the important That's ones. That's all you need for a yeah. conversation. So if I'm ever in like the car and I have people in there and I have to be like, Appropriate. I'm. I just. If someone cuts me off, I'm like, you freaking dupian ash. <laughs> dupian ash. I'm gonna incorporate that oh, in like my that everyday. Ash. Oh, yeah. I like it. Dupian ash. Yeah, dupian ash. Dupian ash. Yeah. My dad always said dupayaj, but I think we. Ha- my sister dated a Polish guy once, and he's like, oh no, it's, it's dupian ash. Dupian ash. Dupian ash. Or dupa, which is ass. <laughs> Love it. <Yeah. laughs> So that, but yeah, I would like to meet him because I, what I've read of him, he is like the, this, he was, he was slated to be like secretary of state of Ukraine at one point. He, um, the state paid for him to go to school because they saw like how much potential he had. And so during World War II, he ran an underground hospital. Wow. 
he he was kind of a badass. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Man, so I like I would like to meet him. Mm-hmm. I think that would that would be pretty cool. Yeah. For sure. So for this question, I feel like I, we are probably already know the answer to it. But if you could be in the movie of your choice, what movie would you choose, and what character would you play? If I could be in, the, in a movie of my choice, what movie do you think? I was thinking Underworld. <laughs> Oh, like you're already basically be, cast in it. I mean, that would be fun. Um, actually, the Devil Wears Prada. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Who do you want to do? Do you want to be Meryl Streep and just like snap at people? No, I would probably be Andy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I um it's when I saw that in high school, I that was the first time I actually realized that I could do illustration as a job, and it wasn't even because there's illustration in there, but like I came out of that and I was like, I want to be an illustrator for a magazine, and little did I know that that actually is, means like an editorial illustrator. So Yeah, I, what a takeaway from The Devil Wears Prada. That's kind of yeah, cool. That's super it's, cool. It, it's a guilty pleasure movie to the point that like I used to listen to it when I was driving to and from college. If I'd go home to visit my family and stuff, like it was just long enough mm-hmm. that it spanned the Jacksonville to Daytona drive. Wow. So you just listened to the audio of the movie? Yeah. That's awesome. That's dedication. That, <laughs> it was. It's a good like mindless movie. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, if I I think it would be that one, or it would be in any of the Harry Potter movies. I feel like would be really fun. Well, who are you gonna pick from the Harry Potter movies? Oh, that's a hard one. I don't know. I like Tonks. I really like. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like I'm a Slytherin, so there's not really any like, there's no really any female characters from Slytherin that aren't like villains. Mm-hmm. It's like Bellatrix Lestrange, who is fucking insane. <laughs> Yeah. Or like Narcissa Malfoy, who has no character development really at all. Or you can be the girl that's always hanging over Malfoy. What's her name? Pansy Parkinson. Oh, that's worse. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's an, it's such an awful name. <laughs> yeah, it is. Pansy. So I love this question. This was a good find on Rita's part. <laughs> What's your spirit vegetable? My spirit vegetable? <laughs> your spirit vegetable. Spirit vegetable. Oh, man. I'm not a fan of vegetables, so like, I don't know what my spirit <laughs> vegetable would be. Okay, maybe ask like a different way of phrasing it. That's What's how I wrote your it. <laughs> favorite vegetable to draw? My favorite vegetable to draw. Lettuce is really fun to draw. I do enjoy drawing lettuce um, because you can get you can have a lot of fun with like the edges of it yeah. and make it look super just fun and there's a lot of movement to it so so you'd be lettuce i guess i would be lettuce or cabbage because it looks kind of similar yeah, yeah. i All do right. like cabbage though that's like the one vegetable i will eat i'll happily eat cool so now we know shauna is cabbage um would you <laughs> would you these are all very important questions yes. <laughs> would you rather never use social media sites or apps again or never watch another movie or tv show so basically you have to choose between television or social media. Mm. I would give up television because podcasts and audiobooks still exist. That's so true. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. I don't think I can give up TV. I, think I, I- yeah, I, I tend to use like TV as background noise a lot. So like I binged all of Supernatural. I don't know what happened half of that. <laughs> oh, wow. That's like 12 seasons. That thing goes on yeah. forever. And I like I binge listen. I binge watch um, actually Shark Tank. Yeah, that's a that's a guilty pleasure show. That one's fun. That'd be hard to just listen to because you'd have to want to like see their like weird but inventions or whatever they got. But you only need to glance for like two seconds. Yeah, so you like look over. You're like, oh, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. 
So that's all we've got for our speed round. Yes, that's our speed round. So now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of it. Um, So do you want to kind of just start off with... So you start off with Devil Wears Prada, Mm -hmm. and that sparked some interest for you. And then do you want to kind of just tell us uh, your journey into freelance illustration, hand lettering, how you got into it? Sure. Um, Like, if we want to go way, way, way back, my... I am. I was very fortunate that my parents never really forced me to feel like I needed to go into medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, my entire extended family is full of doctors. That's what it sounds and, like. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I'm a I'm second generation American, and so my great grand and the only the farthest I've been able to go is my great grandfather. Mm-hmm. So great grandfather was a, a doctor. My grandfather was a surgeon. My dad's a dentist, and then there's me. And um, my sister got a degree in psychology, so she kind of kept it going. Kind of in that realm. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm that black sheep, so. You're like, I do art. Yeah. Yeah. I like to do art. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, it was, my, they were always very encouraging. I I actually ended up finding out um, like halfway through college that my dad wanted to be a graphic designer. Really? Yeah, he he he's always been able to draw, and so that's kind of where that came from. And um, my grandfather used to build things; like he loved to just invent things and build things. So, um, like my like we had Barbie cars when we were kids. You remember those little Barbie jeeps? Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather, when my dad and my uncle were kids. He built them a freaking Batmobile oh with a God. working motor. No So, like, way. just took the motor out of, like, one of those Jeeps or just, like, built, like, I think he actually got it from, a like, a car dealership. Like, oh, my Wow. What a he, badass. Yeah. But they had a, they had a, they had a Batmobile and that thing, they just, like, fly it down the road. Jeez. Like, you're, like, the cool kids at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. So, like, they had that and, um. So he always liked to invent. My dad always enjoyed drawing. Um, he showed me his stuff from when he did take design courses, and he was he was actually pretty good. Um, ultimately went into dentistry, but so that the art thing has kind of always been there. And so my parents were always very good about, like, if I wanted to take an art camp or I wanted to learn something, they'd find a way to help me learn it. Um, I wanted to learn portraiture, so they found an, a class locally in Daytona where I was able to go every Saturday and learn how to draw do wow. life drawing they were so supportive like whatever yeah. you wanted to do they were there for yeah. you I was I was incredibly fortunate I still am very fortunate because they they still you know they support me a lot and they they didn't understand for a while what I was doing but they were always very encouraging with it um but so like even like and my sister has been cleaning out their garage because my parents are getting ready to to move and um she came across like old journals and stuff and things that I did as a kid. I've been lettering since I was little. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize that I was, but like I used to draw, I used to do a lot of bubble lettering. I used to draw like draw letters and mm-hmm. stuff all over my stuff. So it's really weird to like see how far back that actually goes. But I didn't know that it was a thing until mm-hmm. about 2010, 2011, when Jessica Hish was just coming onto the scene. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like I I spent like the one semester in opera, and I was super jealous of all the kids that were drawing around the lake at universe at UNF, and so I ended up um, going and switching majors back to graphic design because graphic design was sort of the initial plan, mm-hmm. and then I had that little detour, and then I went back to design, and my dad was always one of those where he's like, you really ought to look into graphic design, you should look into it, and but then when I was like, I want to do opera, they're like. Okay, go for it. <laughs> they like, didn't yeah, give it a yeah. shot. <laughs> they like, because I think they they figured like 
she'll get it out of her system and go from there. They were right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta just like let kids like, all right, try yeah. what you want. And then it worked. But yeah, so I, I I ended up getting my I actually don't even have a graphic design degree. I have a fine arts degree because mm-hmm. um, UNF does not have a design major. Right. So I have a um, Bachelor of Fine Arts with a concentration concentration in graphic design and digital media. Yep. And then I have a, a actually a fine arts minor in painting, drawing, and printmaking. I think that's pretty common because I think that's what we have too from from UCF. It's not they never yeah. like actually call you like a graphic design major. Yeah. They always give you like a fine art major, and you're like, yeah. I don't really feel like a did fine art but okay yeah. yeah it's very weird like I'm okay with it being nested in fine arts but yeah I want it to be like a major yeah, yeah. Design. it's like, a little disappointing when you spend like two years just focusing on graphic design and at the end you get a sheet of paper that says BFA in art yeah, yeah. yeah. it just says art and you're like exactly yes but like put graphic design on there somewhere come on yeah. nothing yeah. technical yeah. on here just art exactly yeah so I, I did that I, I interned actually I got an internship before I graduated um I graduated in December 2010 and I had been hunting for an internship because I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do afterwards because that was like smack dab in the middle of that really crappy recession we had where mm-hmm. no one was hiring um I had taken a bartending course just so that I had an extra skill in case I couldn't get hired somewhere. Never got hired as a bartender, though. <laughs> Could make killer drinks for parties, but I... I mean, that's a good skill to have. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I never ended up um, getting hired. Is that I actually ended up get, uh, getting a job at the local ice rink in Jacksonville and working there for you know two or three years. Yeah. Um, alongside working internship and then getting a full-time job. Wow. It's amazing how diverse you are with just like your interests and your hobbies, even yeah, outside yeah. of design, like with ice skating, coaching, ice skating, doing yeah. opera in the past. <laughs> like, I, But it, they all have that, that artsy connection. Yeah, like, for sure. When it comes to sports, like skating is literally the only thing I enjoy. <laughs> I just started trying to do like ballroom dance, which I actually do enjoy a lot, too. But when it comes to skating, like that's always been my thing. Like I started when I was nine and I kept it up through high school and then after that I quit until college um, because I didn't have time in high school to keep up with it unfortunately. It's a lot. Yeah so I, I came back to it when I was about like 20 or 21 so I've been back at it about 10 years now. That's um, crazy. Wow. That's like an awesome side like hobby like. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very enjoyable and the fun thing is like one of my one of my friends at the rink that I, I skate with on a regular basis she's also a freelance designer so she's but she's um what are the odds of that? Yeah, she's she's yeah, been in the what's industry. What's the correlation of freelance designers and ice skaters? I know it's it's very interesting to see. Like, there's a lot of there's there's actually quite a few of them surprisingly. Yeah. Raina Taylor, we need to start ice skating. I know. That's where all the cool designers are at. <laughs> I could teach. You could be coached. Yeah. Yes. But, um, yeah, so. that'd be super fun, actually. Yeah, I, and I enjoy coaching. Like, it's I took a break from it when I moved here because I just didn't have time. But I I do enjoy it, and I'm happy to be back doing it. That's it's so fun. cool. Yeah, Taylor's not local, but Raina. Oh, I'm I'm ready. Let's do this. I I skate skated once, mm-hmm. um, and I feel you know I do have that background. There's yeah, there's promise yeah of the there. one time that yeah. I didn't. Yeah, my my butt still hurts from that one time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still have the bruise. My tailbone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I keep saying yeah, Jay needs to do like a skating a skating uh like a social yes. yeah yeah That'd be super cool. It's like do like draw on the ice as you ice skate. That. It's oh called God. figures, and it's yeah. not. It's practice somewhat now, uh-huh. but not really. It was like if you if you look back into the history of figure skating, like that's where figure skating started was figures. And there's all these different complicated ones. We have this guy Shepard Clark at at RDV that uh, 
he just won the world figures championship or something like he took first among all these people that were doing figures mm-hmm. because they do they make pictures on the ice like I just yeah. think you remember coach Andre from when I was a kid um skating in Daytona he would make a flower on the ice wow. using figures jeez Imagine so when you ice lettering using Ooh, figures that would be awesome I could make an s that's so cool. So using figures <laughs> is literally drawing on ice. With your blade. That's yeah. What, yeah. With your blade. And like doing like so what, they just have, like spins and stuff. So you like make different like shapes. Yeah. Figure so what it eight. is they have like, for example, they have something called the Maltese cross, which I cannot do. It's like a level, high level figure. Um, but it's, you use one blade and it's an edge and you have to like edge into it. And then you have to kind of like torque yourself so that you get more speed and do the other half of that edge. And then you switch angles and you keep going and you end up making what looks like a cross on the ice with wow. your blades. Wow. Those Zamboni drivers must hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hockey players too, but we also equally hate the hockey players. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's animosity there, but it's like like fun animosity, but they cuz they get on we get on them because they carve giant ruts in the ice, but they get on us cuz like your toe pick holes and I'm like I don't jump, not my toe pick holes. <laughs> you tell them. There's like uh, rival yeah. skate gangs going on. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Would have thought. Yeah. It's, like, it's scary cuz they have blades like on oh, their yeah. feet. They can like drop kick you with a blade. You do some high kicks and you're taking yeah. out some throats. Yeah. <laughs> Until but the guy on the Samboni like yeah. comes yeah. in yeah. and say like break it up. Yeah. yeah, that's the ref. He's like, all right, break yeah. it up. Yeah. I, I do want to ride one of those, I have to admit. <laughs> I have fun. ridden it before. Yeah, that's I like drove 2018 goal. I didn't drive it on the ice, but my manager, when I lived in Jacksonville, was like, do you want to dump the snow? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to dump the snow. <laughs> so he stood behind me and like guided me on the Zamboni that I can't even see over the top because yeah. I'm short. And I got to drive this thing out back and dump all the snow. But when I worked there, like the guys that I worked with like to play pranks on each other. And once I got became like the seasoned employee there they started playing pranks on me mm-hmm. too so i'd come out and there'd be a giant pile of snow behind my car wow. oh. and it would be blocking me in no wow. <laughs> so, i want to do that we just need some snow yeah yeah man but yeah so you know going back to like how i got to where i am sorry no it's so cool we like those yeah, yeah it's super fun i uh well i got i i'd gone and gotten an internship before i graduated because my web design teacher actually forwarded it to me and he's like you should apply for this you'd probably be a good fit here so your web design instructor sent you one for a design job yeah uh, for an internship for a design yeah. internship okay yeah all of our teachers were very supportive of that and they just said if you're looking for an internship let us know because we get emails about them yeah awesome mm-hmm. so he got one for brunette garcia um advertising up in jacksonville and he's like he said um go apply for this he goes i think this would be a good fit and i i applied and i got hired right then and there for my internship and um i i went up and thanked me he's like i think you're gonna be a really good fit there and I was there for six months um, at, on, with my internship. And it, I, I credit them for all of my freelance because when I was there, I got to work on this, this poster called The World of Foot. And it was this event that was coming to Players by the Sea. And I, the creative director at the time, Jefferson Rawl, had me letter all of these titles of Horton Foote's plays. And this was my true like dive this was where this was the beginning of the end. Like this is when I I became officially obsessed with graphic design or with lettering was this project, and because I'd always done a bit of lettering here and there, I did it in my school projects and such. But like Brunette Garcia realized that I was an illustrator before I realized that I was an illustrator, mm-hmm. and so I 
was, you know, I was lettering all these titles and I was just diving into the, you know, deep, deep depths of this. And I just loved it. And it got to the point, like, I, I would stop and I was like, I don't want to stop for the day. Like, I want to keep doing this. I want wow. to do more you of this. You loved it. That's awesome. And so, but ultimately they ended up, um, so he he fitted all these titles around this guy's head. It's the photo of Horton Foote sitting in a director's chair. And then it's a world that we drew around him. And then in the world are all these little titles that um, Jefferson puzzled together. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up having it screen printed and it was all over the city and, um, ultimately I my internship finished up and I had about three months where I was kind of freelancing they kept me on for freelance they didn't have enough work coming in at the time unfortunately Mm -hmm. to hire me Mm -hmm. but they're like we're gonna keep you on for freelance because we really want to keep you here at least and um I ended up getting a full-time job a few months later um do you guys know Body Central sounds really familiar it was a clothing store in like the south and a little little country but like when we were little it was like a lot of club wear Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've seen those before. Yeah. I worked, the headquarters is in Jacksonville. Um, it has since gone bankrupt and no longer exists. But I worked in-house there as an Ill, or as a, as a designer for um, about a year and a half. And while I was there, I got a call from the art director at, at Burnett Garcia, and she, she said, uh, just wanted to let you know, uh, we submitted the World of Foot to the Communication Arts Type Annual, and it got in. <gasps> Whoa. And so they, and she verified, she made sure like they, they credited me on it as the illustrator. They didn't put intern or anything. They said illustrator, Shauna Lynn Pancheson. Oh my gosh. And That's awesome. So when that, when that finally came out, like we, cause even they were surprised, like they were expecting it just to be this like itty bitty picture. It was a full page and like they flipped out. I flipped cool. out like we, and that ended up leading to my first freelance jobs. And my first freelance gig was for OC Weekly out in California They'd seen the the poster, emailed me and said, "We want you to do something like this, but around Dita Fontes." So I got to draw lettering around Dita oh, wow. Fontes, and it was so like it was cool. literally like a weekend. I had to do this thing. It was I had very little time because I was working full time at Body Central, plus I was working part time at the rink. Plus at that time, Jeez. I think I was also coaching Learn to Skate at that rink. So I mean, I was just like I had so few hours mm-hmm. outside of that that yeah. I probably was sleeping four hours, four or five hours a night. And uh, but like that led to that, and then like I'm and it's been what is it 2018 now? It's been about almost eight years since I did that poster, and that poster still gets me work. <laughs> Really? That's amazing. Yeah, like it's it's still con- it's still connected to my name and like if you go on Pinterest like it'll pop up every now and then it'll pop up in like my recommended recommended pins and I'm like I did that of course it's recommended. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really weird to see it pop up in there and like I have friends that'll take screenshots of their of their um feeds and it'll be like several you know like 90% is just like my work and I'm like this is weird. This is too weird. <laughs> but they're like look what I found. And I'm like that is so cool. That's awesome, though. Like yeah. one project can kind of like launch a whole yeah. Like I like world. I I credit them for that. I mean, it really that's that is what I mean. Really did launch my freelance career, and um, yeah. So I, when I was a, I was still at Body Central, and I got contacted by an agency here in Orlando that asked if I wanted to come interview for an art director position. And I said, sure. So I lied to Body Central and I told them I had a doctor's appointment and I went down <laughs> and interviewed. Um, and then I found out three weeks later as we were getting ready for the Christmas uh, the Christmas shoot that they hired me. 
Um, unfortunately, there was a bit of a there was a huge giant red flag being waved right in front of me that I did not catch, and it was we had to do a bit of convincing, but we we want to hire you. And I what does that mean? I don't know. Some convincing. My my initial question should have been. Who did you have to convince? Yeah, and they they straight up told you that too. Yeah, like and they that's odd. And he said we can't officially offer you the position until you've quit your job. So oh, that's, that's also so kind of sketch. A, yeah, and that looking back, like I was just so ready to get out of Body Central because my plan was to be there for a year and then start looking for another job. But we we're still in the recession, so I was like, I will take it. the The thing that sucked is I had like to leave my best friend, and mm-hmm. you know I had um, it, but he was like, I want you know you. I need you to start in uh, two weeks. And I'm like, I have, I'm in Jacksonville. I have to quit two jobs. I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my apartment. I said, I have to move. I said, can I get three weeks? And he's like, okay, fine. We can do three weeks. And um, so I did accept the job. And I, I thankfully, my mom, was, my mom was retired at the time. So she's like, you focus on what you need to finish up there. I'll help you apartment hunt down here. Awesome. Yeah. So she was a godsend with that because she um, – and she texted me at work. She's like, how would you like to live across the street from the rink? Because their theory was like, okay, if, if she's near the rink, she can go to the rink and be somewhere that she enjoys being and she can make friends there and she'll have sense. somewhat of a social yeah. life. So I literally – I just have to drive across the street and I'm at the ice rink. Nice. Um, unfortunately, my work schedule those first three months, I could only skate there on like a Saturday or Sunday. So I would drive to the other rink in Kissimmee after work and skate down there. So, um, but yeah, so I did – I moved down there, started working. I met one of my really close friends, Megan, there. Um, she now works out at Facebook doing awesome things. Wow. Yeah, she um, – I think you know Megan. What is her last name? I Ryan. might have met her. Megan Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, you've, you've at least mm-hmm. met her. I know that much. Yeah. She's got, like, kind of just a very, like, sweet voice. Just <laughs> <laughs> a very sweet voice. But then if she if she doesn't like you, she'll go, go away, shoo-shoo. <laughs> but she looks just so sweet when she says it. And um, But, yeah, so she was actually, like, one of my – the first friends I met in Orlando mm-hmm. because she started about a week after I did. And she walked up to my desk, put a pencil cup on it, and goes – you're the only other girl on the creative team, so I've decided we're going to be best friends. Uh, <laughs> I love how straightforward yeah. that was. Oh, yeah. She was, she was very confident, and I yeah. loved it. And we, and we remained friends, and actually it was because of her how I got connected to my little group of friends because her mm-hmm. intern is the one that kind of shuffled us in, Samuel um, Jimenez. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sammy. <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, – he was the one that like kind of filtered me into like the mm-hmm. friend group. So it was it's really fun. Like you know, it's it was a really good thing overall, but I was working there for three and a half months and then they fired me. Oh with my gosh. No reason. Really? Just like they didn't give me any reason. Um one of the people that worked there a year later, because I didn't say I got fired for a year. Um, a lot of it was because I I would be I'd be driving or something and I'd get a flashback and I I, I had like I don't want to really say that I had PTSD because it feels like I'm – it doesn't feel like it's as serious as that. But mm-hmm. I kept getting these, like, flashbacks and just yeah. – it, it really did hurt and it kind of it, – it was hard. It was scary and because um, I moved here to, to work at a job, you know. Mm-hmm. I moved here a new – by the time I when I got fired, I knew one other person here. and Yeah. And so, then just to be, like, with no reason, like, okay, we're yeah. done. like But, you know, Florida, Florida's an at-will state. They don't have to give you a reason. Right. 
And their biggest mistake was letting me walk out that door without a, uh, with, with um, papers that I could review. Because he's like, it has a lot of, it's got a lot of legal jargon. So you can take these home, read them through, and then come back here, and then we'll have so-and-so notarize them. And I don't know why he thought I'd ever step foot in that place again, but he clearly thought I would come back to get those papers notarized. And so I left, you know, I, I, and they weren't going to let me go back to my desk to collect my things. They were just going to send the HR lady to collect my stuff. And I was like, I've been here for three months. I said, you, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I need, I need to collect my things. I said, I've got my own posters up there. I've got yeah. my purse there. I put a freaking straightener in the drawer because of rainy days. Like, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. I kind of thought I was here for the long haul. And, um, especially because at Christmas, all of y'all said, we're so happy to have you here. Mm-hmm. And, so I find he finally relented. I stood up, shook his hand, and I said, thank you for the opportunity. Walked to my desk with the HR lady, collected my things, walked to my car, sat down, opened my phone, and had the email from the head that said, Sean is no longer an employee here, effective immediately. And my biggest regret to this day is not doing a reply all and saying, oh, I know. Wow. Like, that's my biggest regret, honestly, because I because mm-hmm. that was just like I was sitting in the freaking parking lot. Yeah. And like he didn't even wait for my seat to get cold before he, yeah. he sent that thing. And like you had like no indication that any of this was co- like they were. No, the only crazy. thing I had was that in, like when I came back, some there was a vibe that felt very different. And so I actually did spend most of January feeling like. Something was off, and I was mm-hmm. like, fuck, I might get fired. I just, something feels wrong. That's crazy. And so February 1st was when I got fired, and I'm coming up on the sixth or fifth or sixth anniversary of that. It happened in 2013. Wow. So fifth anniversary. So I, I get in the car, and I leave the parking lot, and I just pull around the corner, and I call my mom, and I'm just sobbing. Mm-hmm. And she's she goes, okay. She goes, Go to the apartment. We'll be there shortly. And she and my dad got in the car and hauled ass in in I-4 Friday afternoon traffic. What would take me 15 minutes normally took me 45 to get home because it was Friday afternoon traffic. Jeez. And I get there. I sit down. I'm sitting on the couch, and my mom walks in with my dad, and they just you know, give me a big hug. Mom sits down with me. Dad goes to my my fridge, and he gets re- he just starts making me a drink. <laughs> um, he pulls out he pulls out my I we we love vodka tonics in my house mm-hmm. and he pulls out my my tonic and he goes diet tonic what the fuck is this <laughs> and I was like it has no calories <laughs> so he he fixed me a drink and we were all just three of us were just sitting there and and she's I was like I'm I said I'm gonna I'm gonna start job hunting next week I said but I'm I'm just gonna um I, I'm gonna Freelance in the meantime, I said, I know you guys really didn't want me to, you know, freelance, but I just to make ends meet until I find something. Mm -hmm. And my mom goes, why don't you just start freelancing now? She goes, give it six months. And if in six months it doesn't work, then go job hunt. She goes, you didn't come here to job hunt. Mm -hmm. She goes, you've done your two years in the field. Try freelancing. Yeah. See what happens. She goes, for the time being, you're coming home with me for a few days because you need to just get away and take a small break and vacation. And we need to get these papers looked at. Yeah. So what it was is these legal jargon papers that he sent me home with without having me sign them yet. We went to an employment attorney. <laughs> really? Oh, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so the nice thing about my parents having lived where they lived for 30 years, they um they went and they they um 
contacted like several different lawyers they knew to try and get a recommendation for mm-hmm. a lawyer. And we ended up going to this guy, um, Dave Rizidovitz, and he, I, I'd actually I'd already, already made it back to my apartment by the time I got the, the um, appointment with him, which was exactly a week later, which was also on the birthday of the head of the company. Wow. And so we're sitting there in the employ- in the office with this attorney, and he goes, he reads through it, and he's like, this thing is pathetic. He goes, one, they call you a he half the time. He goes, <laughs> really? they're switching between he and she, so someone didn't mm-hmm. proof this. He goes, this thing is a mess. And he goes, well, he goes, you want to, if you want, we can call and we'll ask for more money. You know, it was because it was severance, and it, but I had, in order to get my severance, I had to sign it. Right. And I can talk about this because I didn't sign those fucking papers. Good for you. Um, but what it was was he he looked and he goes, well, he goes, it says X amount of money. He goes, but half of what you, half of what's listed here, you already earned. That's not your severance. Right. That's what you you already worked for. That they're just trying to make it sound like they're giving you more. Right. So I had the other half was the severance, and he goes, you know, and I and I. And I was just, I was a mess, you know, because I didn't know how to handle any of it. So I said, you know, can you excuse me? And I walked away and walked into the bathroom for a minute. And he, my mom's in there with me and he turns to my mom. He goes, okay, mom, what's going on? And she goes, she can't make that call. And he goes, well, you can't make it for her. She goes, no, 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 no. She goes, that's not what I mean. She goes, I could make the call and be fine. Her sister could make the call and be fine. She doesn't have that type of personality that she could make that call and demand more money. He goes, Okay. So I walk I walk back in and she cuz she goes and I guarantee you right now she's looking in that mirror and she's saying I can't make that call. You want to know how well my mom knows me? I was standing there looking in that mirror going I can't make that call. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and so I um I walk back into the room and he sits there and he turns his chair towards me and he goes, "Okay." He goes, first he goes, "I'm going to start off." He goes, "You did nothing wrong." He goes, "I have had people come in to try and get an attorney and they have literally gone in and shit on their do- on their their boss's desks before they <laughs> walked out. He goes that they did something wrong. He goes, you he goes you did nothing wrong. He goes so you've got three options. You can cuz I didn't I also didn't want to call because it was the guy's birthday and no one was going to be available right. and I was like this is the last thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes you got three options. He goes you can sign it as is, get it notarized, you mail it back. He goes you can call, demand more money, then sign it. He goes, you don't have to sign it. And I go, I don't, I don't have to sign it. He goes, you don't work for them anymore. Mm. And I said, okay. I said, I'm not going to sign it. Nice. And he goes, he goes, good. And my mom was like, that was the one moment I saw that you finally felt like you had some control back. And so after that, she and I went to go get lunch. And as we were, I, we had separate cars because I'd driven from here to go get it, to go to that meeting. So he called her number because he had her number, and he goes, "Let her know." He goes, "Tell her when they when they call her, and they will. That because they're going to want those papers." He goes, "When they call, tell her that all she has to say is, you can contact my attorney. Here's his name. Here's his number, and then that's it." Get him. Yeah, he goes. Yep. I'm going to have some fun with this. He goes. I'm going to. He goes. They're going to have to get their their attorney involved. And it's going to cost them a few thousand, and it's going to be fun. Nice. What a power um, move. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nice. It's going to be fun if they actually, like, listen to this, because it's going to be like, <laughs> 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 yeah. but, So I, I uh, and, and they did. They emailed me, and they said, when are you coming back to sign the papers? And I 
And he had actually just called me like five minutes prior to that email showing up. Cause he's like, I, he called, he's just like, I just want to check on you and make sure you're doing good and you feel good about your decision. I said, I do. Mm-hmm. I said, I feel very good. He goes, okay. He goes, if you have any questions, just give me a call. Call him back a few minutes later. I was like, so they literally just emailed me and he goes, here's what you write. Here's my attorney's name. This is his number. <laughs> yep. Any further questions can be directed to him. And then she, the HR person wrote back and, and she goes, what's his email? And I, and I called him back real quick and I was like, she wants to know your email. He goes, no, no, no. Just copy paste. Here's his name. Here's his number. <laughs> nice. He was like, we're doing it on the phone. Oh, oh man. yeah. So they actually ended up, they, he called me a week after that and he goes, they had their attorney call me. And he said, uh, he goes, the attorney get, got on the phone. He goes, is, is she going to sign this paper? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> is, is she, is she going to, is she going to sue? I don't know. <laughs> he goes, I had some fun wasting their time. <laughs> so those papers to this day still sit in my closet in a in a file folder up in the closet where I can't reach them or talk to see them. Jeez. But I finally like felt like I had a con- had control. And right after that meeting, I got an email from a client and they said, um, we really like your work. We saw your world of foot poster. Do you want to do a project for us? So I get on the phone with this client um, at Brain Juicers, the, the company, and she goes, what would you charge for this? And I was like, uh, $200? She goes, no, 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 higher. <laughs> what? And I go, 500 She goes, no, 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 higher. I was like, 700 She goes, here's what we're going to do. $800, put a buffer room of 200 in there. So she goes, because believe me, you're going to want that buffer room. She mm-hmm. goes, I know my boss. Wow. She is so, so wow, generous yeah, and that I, kind to look out for you like that. I have had some really cool clients in the in the process of this. So she was my first freelance client. And she was actually, they were a repeat client for about three years before she left the company. And I got to meet them in person um, when I went to New York two years ago. Because they were based out of there. And so I emailed her. I was like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Would you like to get coffee so we can finally meet in person? And she goes, Actually, we were going to email you. We have a project. Come to the office and then we'll go to lunch. <laughs> That's a great. Oh, so perfect. I had that. And so it, and and prior to me moving to Orlando, I had um, been looking to get an illustration agent. And um, I ended up getting, like, my work was put in front of an agent. And they said, it's just not ready yet, but we do like it. Please feel free to keep submitting work. So when I went full-time, when I went full-time freelance, I never said why. For a year, I never said why. And I finally put out a blog post a year later regarding why Mm -hmm. and um I ended up like applying to different agents and stuff so February 1st is when I started and then in June was when I signed with my first agent Mm -hmm. so six months nine months total of of searching but it was six months and it was that first one is who I signed with and I was with them up until about July of this year when it was just at a point where I felt I had grown as far as I could Mm-hmm. And so I parted ways with them on really good terms. That's so, awesome. Yeah, and they're and they because they were wonderful people. They really like I I I grew a lot in that time. And um, but it was, you know, it, it was scary. I worked my ass off, but I had a lot of really cool opportunities come out as a result of that. And um, so it's been it's been very very fun. But that's kind of like the short story yeah, long yeah. of like how I got into where I'm do- what I'm doing now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What how is it like working with like an agent? I don't know if I've heard of too many freelancers um having that, you know, someone to yeah. you know what what was kind of like their role. So, essentially like they do the business side allowing me to focus on what I do best. Mm-hmm. So, 
they would get um they'd get like a client would email like me or email them and they'd say we want to work with Shauna and um excuse me and so they would uh cut that (laughs) cut that yes (laughs) so um they uh they would get a, a a job in and then they'd email me and they'd say hey we have this in this is what it is this is the brief this is the budget how do you feel about this? Do you want to do it? Do you want us to try and ask for more? Or mm-hmm. if the client didn't provide a budget, they'd say, we think it's going to be about this. Do you want to try for a little more? Do you want to try for a little less? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what do you feel? And so they pretty much take care of, like, in the initial contact with the client, um, all the invoicing, all the billing, all the quoting, all the contracts. And, like, I still had to read through contracts and sign mm-hmm. them and such. But they would read through them before they sent it to me and say, pay attention to, you know, X number, X number, and this and this. Right. See how you feel about that. And if you don't like it, you know, we can strike it mm-hmm. and see if they're, they're willing to do that. And so it was – they they helped a lot with the business stuff. And because of them, I actually am able to understand contracts way better now. Mm-hmm. Like, the legalese makes more sense to me now versus before where I was like, I'm reading, like, hieroglyphics. <laughs> and do you typically work, like, the, the client will send over the contract, or do you try to, like, have a standard one that you, you work with so you can kind of control the legalese a little bit better? I have, I mean, now that I'm on my own, I have a standard one that I kind of work with. It's very it's very small and very brief, and it's probably not anywhere near what it should be, but some clients don't will not work with your contract. Like right. You have to work with theirs. Right. But I do put, like, my terms and conditions on my estimate forms. Mm-hmm. So it'll just be like, you know, I require, I, you know, require 25% down payment, non-refundable, and, you know, here's what your deliverables are, here's what's going to happen, these are the day, you know. So I, I yeah. do have that control, and they have to sign my estimate. Right. So I do get to throw a little bit of my legalese in there. So that's a way to, like, protect yourself a little bit if you're signing their contract instead of being able right. to, like, kind of dictate it yourself. Exactly. And if I have something where I'm confused about something on their contract, I can't email them back and just say, hey, regarding this section, can you please explain this more? Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to make sure that I'm understanding what your terms are. And so, and and for the most part, like, all of my clients have been really cool with that. They're very, yeah. very, they're very nice about it. And they're like, we, a few of them have said, like, our thing says work for hire, we still give you permission to put the work on your website right. to show it. You know, right. you have full permission to do that as long as you have the credit there. Yeah, because that that that's an area that's kind of tough for people that start off with freelance. Is like, yeah, contracts are so daunting, and dealing with collecting money it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I feel like the struggle is a lot of times when people start get going with freelance is like knowing how much you're worth, knowing how to like really stick up for yourself to get a client to pay you. Like those like oh, I don't want to be mean, but they haven't paid me and I really want my money. So it's like... Yeah, that's exactly what I actually went through. Yeah. I'm still waiting on the check, but I at least know it's in the process. Like the company is just, they're like, we're just a little backed up right mm-hmm. now. And we're just trying to catch up on things. But yeah. It's also kind of hard because January is tax month. So I generally don't have a lot of work in January, but right now I'm waiting for client payments from December. I've got two of them from December that I'm waiting on. And... Because they didn't pay out in December, they count towards this year. Wow. So it's you it's there's a lot of like weird balancing you have to do too, knowing that like even though I did the work in December and invoiced it in December, if it doesn't pay out till January, it doesn't count for the previous year. It counts towards the current year. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so like how do you think did you just pick up like a lot of this just like as you went along and like the agents really helped out? 
a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it has just been like trial and error and mm-hmm. learning along the way. Um, I have an accountant I work with. I will say like that's if I can give anyone advice, like get an accountant if you right. are a freelancer, mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are going to help you make make sense of everything. And so I I work with the guys that my parents worked with for years because mm-hmm. um, my parents own their own business for many years. So a lot of this actually too is me following in their footsteps, right? Um, just in a very different avenue. But like when I was when I was in ninth grade, I'm the oldest grandchild on my dad's side. So I was getting the college questions in like mm-hmm. my freshman year of high school. And they're like, so what do you want to do? You know, are you going to follow in your dad's footsteps? Are you going to take over the family business? And I was like, you don't want me near your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but to a degree, I have followed in their footsteps and I have I started my own business. Mm-hmm. I am, and and a lot of that has actually been very beneficial because my mom did a lot of the finances and stuff. And she worked for my dad for many years. So she knew a lot of things where she'd like tell me like you need to get this taken care of you need to do this and you know make sure you're doing this when you do you know so I had a lot of help in that aspect in that respect but um I also work with an accountant out in Daytona who they he helped me get set up as an LLC and explained how everything worked for Mm -hmm. me and they're great because if I have a question on something like I have to provide 1099s a lot for my clients and so if I ever have a question I can just email my accountant just be like hey quick question and he'll reply back within an hour or so so it works out that respect but that's great is there any other advice or resources out there that you would give to like new designers that might want to do what you do definitely like I mean reach out to people and and ask for help like don't don't be afraid to ask for help I have I have friends that are newer to freelancing that have come to me for help and then I've gone to other friends for help and um like my friend Daniel Evans she's has been pivotal in helping me with like learning to to quote um without an agent and she's been super kind and letting me send her like what my estimate is and then looking it over and making sure that it makes sense for what the client's asking for. And so it's, I, I definitely like, if you can kind of come up with a network of people that you trust, go with that and, and, and do that. Like I, another friend of mine, Sid Weiler was getting set up as an LLC and she was emailing me and she's texting me and stuff. She's like, what do I do? How do I do this? So I just started sending her like <laughs> screenshots of all my stuff yeah, so that I could help explain it better. And it just, it worked really well because um, I've had, you know, I've had so much help that like I try to, I want to try and at least kind of pass it on and, yeah, and of course. pay it forward with all the help that I've managed to have. Right. That's awesome. So using like people, people are yeah. resources, <laughs> like your use friends, people. use your network. Yeah. You, know, maybe, you know, if you are a kind person and you are not going to someone just to get ahead and you're genuinely just trying to be a friend people are more likely to help you. You know, I know. For pe- sure. Yeah. Like I, I know people who they like there was this one person that they would only talk to me when they knew that I had a connection to somebody. Oh. And they'd use me to get to those people. And then as soon as they got to those people, I was on the back burner again. And I was like, you're not my friend. Mm-hmm. Like a friend does not do this. Right. But it was the second that they realized that I had a connection to someone. All of a sudden they come out of the woodwork. Yeah. You know, or they realized that, like, I was speaking at something they were going to be at. Suddenly they wanted to use me to get towards, get closer to people. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not how this works. Right. Yeah. So, and and people can see through that. Mm-hmm. You know, you may think, you know, if you're on that end where you're the one trying to use someone to get to someone else, like, you know, I don't care how sneaky you're trying to be. All of us can see through that. Mm-hmm. Right. It needs to be genuine, meaningful connections, yeah. like not using somebody else for your advantage. Right. You know, because it's, it's. It's shitty. 
It really it is. is. Shitty. <laughs> you know, I've been I, you. It's a it's a fool me once thing. You get one shot, and you do it. If you screw that chance up, I you are on my bad side immediately. <laughs> I because I, I I love helping people, and like as long as you're nice to me and you're not just using me, like I want my friends to be friends with all of my friends. Like I I'm one of those people. Where, like I was at Icon. Was it last year we had it? No, it's not 2017 Why? anymore. Yeah. 2016 um, Icon. I I went there and I I knew a few people, but I knew a lot of people just through Twitter. So I was meeting all these people that I knew online. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, so-and-so, you have to meet so-and-so. And so as you be so-and-so. And I, was, I was just like making, I was like the little matchmaker of friends. And I'm like, I want all my friends to know my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that don't know, Icon is an illustration conference that happens every two years, right? Yeah, every it's two like years. every other year. Mm-hmm, so. Every other year. And where is it usually hosted? It changes. Really? Um, so the year Raina and I actually both went, because I found out about it through you, because you were tweeting about it. Yeah, it, it was, was in Portland. Portland. Oh, that's and cool. we had your mm-hmm. United for Raina hashtag. That was great. That was like my <gasps> four seconds of fame. <laughs> what was <laughs> United for Raina? I, um, my flight got delayed some like 10 hours. Wow. 10 oh. hours yeah. delay? Mm-hmm. So I lost like the whole like first Doesn't day. It count as a delay anymore? That's, That's not, just like it was <laughs> just like every flight got canceled. Yeah. Um, and I was like bitching about it on Twitter as I do. And then Shauna, like we were talking because you were already in Portland. Yeah, I was. Um, we were, I was waiting for you because I was with I think. Yeah, um, I was with Jessica Rue and mm-hmm. and Julia Green. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and yeah, I I was delayed. And Shauna created hashtag United for Reina. She was flying United. <laughs> yeah, she was flying That's United. Um, so she just started using it on like every tweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just, you know, letting out my grievances. She'd be, yeah. like, she'd, she'd be like, at United, why am I not taking off hashtag United for Reina? <laughs> yeah, great. I ended up not getting anything from them. Unfortunately, oh, we've got to bring it back. I know. United I mean, for Reina. We're going to Detroit this year. Hopefully you don't have yes. that issue. But I hope not. Is that where it is this year? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. In the summer, June? July. July. There you go. July 9th, 11th through 15th, I think, or something. I think so. I had to already throw it in my calendar because I booked my hotel already, and I'm I'm rooming with Sid, and uh, I have to figure out kind of like my trajectory. <laughs> like, am I going to fly to Chicago first and like drop my dog with my mom, or am I going to just leave the dog in, in at the dog hotel in Florida and then just go up and back? Decisions. Decisions. Yeah. Decision. Yeah. <laughs> or just bring Teddy with you. Or just bring Teddy with me. If you I know? could bring, if I could find a way to bring Teddy with me everywhere, I would. How big is Teddy? Fifteen pounds. He's a Shih Tzu. Oh, you could totally oh, bring him. Yeah, I think you could him on your lap on the plane. He's a little rescue Shih Tzu. Oh, he's from Florida Little Dog Rescue. You <gasps> know. I don't I think it. anyone's gonna say no to a tiny, cute dog. Yeah, no. His name is Teddy. His name is Teddy. Teddy Bear. Yeah, you're gonna say no to Teddy. Come on. How yeah. could you, you heartless. say no to a cute little 15-pound dog named Teddy? Like, that's just a <laughs> snuggle name. Like, I don't know yeah, about the laws. Yeah. I don't know about the laws, but I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You still have to meet Teddy. He's hypoallergenic, so. We would get along. Yeah. <laughs> he won't kill me. No, he's oh, a good bond. He just, he loves people. So, like, if he saw you, he'd just walk up and be like, rub me. Yeah. <laughs> rub my head. Give me all your love. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Um, are there any other like pet peeves or anything that just like bothers you in terms of graphic design after we just kind of had our little rant yeah. about <laughs> oh, lights so and many. anything else? So many. 
Now, I think a lot of it is like, I see a lot of young designers, and I, I say young, I still kind of feel like I'm in that camp. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, I just turned 30, so. Still young. Yeah, So, but it's a weird, like, there's a definite difference between, like, where I'm at and where, like, the 21 to 24-year-olds are at in regards to career. Because, like, when I was in college, we didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Twitter. You still needed a, a college email address to get on Facebook. Like, there was a weird – like, we still all had our MySpaces. Yeah. You know, there was a weird resurgence or a weird, you know, weird transition where I'm just slightly out of that social media camp. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, all the prodigies, quote-unquote – a lot of them are in that initial social media wave where they were on Instagram at the start, so they garnered yeah. forty thousand followers right. within a quick amount of or a short amount of time. And um, but they all like also had Pinterest, and so I and I actually I feel like Pinterest and stuff like honestly works against people. Really? Yeah, I love it. I really do. Don't get me wrong. I love Pinterest. I use it for like finding all like my reference material and stuff, especially vintage resources and things. Mm-hmm. Love it for that. But the ones that don't use it in that way and they only surround themselves with, like, the style that they like versus giving themselves a lot of, of breath as far as styles go, you can tell when they're only following one type of artist. Right. And a lot of times they'll try to do – they'll do that one style and they'll look like a poor copy of that person. Mm-hmm. But they'll they, – they end up they're in an, they're in this weird age where – all the outside people are just like, oh, you're so good. <laughs> and they don't realize that, like, they don't realize that they're, that they're a poor copy of that and that people mm-hmm. can see that. But the people that they've surrounded themselves with don't see that. They only see the person that out of nowhere suddenly can draw stuff. Yeah. And looks like they have their own look to it. So it's, there's a, oh, and it's, a, and then an ego thing develops because they're like, oh, I must be really good. And that's not to say that everyone is like that. You know, I've, it's a very small amount of people, but the small amount of people are very loud. Right. Yeah. And prior to this podcast, something that Shauna was talking about is possibly offering a workshop eventually talking about how to find your own personal style, your own personal mm-hmm. flair. Um, so that's definitely something we want to keep a lookout. Shauna, for updates on when you're holding these workshops, where can we find that information? Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> and what is your, your Twitter handle? Uh, Shauna Parmesan. Shauna Parmesan. Yeah, that's a, that's a joke from high school because no one could say my last name. So one girl was like, I just call you Parmesan. <laughs> um, and it saved me from having to buy like 20 domain names for a while. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably available, right? Yeah, Shauna Parmesan was available. Yeah. So I, and I still own it, but I use ShaunaLynn.com now. Oh, okay. I, was able to finally, I was finally able to grab ShaunaLynn.com. Was it taken for a while and then you had to kind of wait it out? By some really crappy anime, yeah. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, and not even like an actual anime. It was like someone doing fan art of anime, and it was just really bad. And you're like, why? Why is this a website? Yeah. yeah. Why are you spending money on a domain? Yeah. You know? Like, just use Instagram to show off your weird anime drawings. Yeah. <laughs> or just don't keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's – and so that's – that is part of my pet peeve where I'm just like, you know, there's, there's a weird ego that develops mm-hmm. because of how social media is where everyone mm-hmm. is just like, oh, you're so good, you're so good, you're so good. But I can also tell like a very big difference between someone who's been completely 100% self-taught and someone who went to school. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the big difference is those that went to school don't necessarily know the programs better, but they know how to handle critique. Mm-hmm. They are used to being 
shot down. They know, like, they're used to their work being just torn to bits. Yeah, because you got to stand up there in front of, like, 20 kids and be like, here's to what be I judged. made. And they're like, well, yeah. I hate everything about it, and I hate this, and I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you learn in school, too. You know, art is very subjective, so it just may not be what your teacher liked or what have you. Yeah. But it could still be good work. However, mm-hmm. someone who's completely self-taught that's only surrounded by the, you're so good, you're so talented, I I wish I could do that, I can't believe you're so good, blah, blah, blah. They're not used to someone saying, this is wrong. Yeah. This isn't how, this is incorrect, you're, this is off. And, you know, they so don't... like the tunnel vision of just being on Instagram and likes and comments without yeah. like, uh, like constructive criticism or critiques yeah. from like your and peers. Yeah. They, they take it more as a personal attack versus it being mm-hmm. something that is you wanting to help them improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's right. never like a learning moment. No. It's, it's always turned like personal, like you said, yeah. like, oh, it's the haters. You know, it's like, no, like it's yeah. nothing against and you or what you're doing. It's just, this is not the right way or th- there's a better right. way or, you know, you're not paying attention to the history of some things you're just taking it yeah. for the novelty of this is the trend mm-hmm. this is right. the popular thing oh the trenders <laughs> <laughs> you can always tell when there's a trend in, in design because they all do the same thing yeah all of them but yeah know it's but yeah you know there's a very thing and you know and I've and I've been in that camp before where someone like gives me a critique and I'm like I don't agree with you but at the same time you don't you don't have to agree with them mm-hmm. but you do have to take it and not get defensive Right. For sure. You know, I like I, I used to stream on Twitch for Adobe. And if you don't know what Twitch is, it's a it's technically like a game streaming platform, but they have this thing called Twitch Creative that people were using and still use to um, stream like art making. And it's really cool because you get all kinds of people in there who are um, there to kind of like watch and learn. So right. it's almost like I get to give like mini workshops to a degree. Yeah. But I'd get people where they'd be like, you know, why did you do X? And I'm like, and I kind of could explain it. And then, but they'd say like, I don't like that Y. You need to change that Y. And I'll just be like, no, I don't. It's my work. <laughs> yeah. You know, and in, and in that case, it's, you know, when it's not a constructive criticism, you don't have to take it. But when it's like, hey, why did you do this with the, with, you know, the Y versus doing this? I can look at it and say, oh, well, I did it like this because, but I see what you're saying. Let me try that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like subjective criticism isn't yeah. necessarily helpful. Like, I just don't like it. That doesn't. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, why? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not helping. And like, I hate the color orange. Why would you use that? Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Like you said, it is so subjective. Like you really have to take all that critique with a grain of salt and yeah. use your own best judgment at the end. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you also can't talk them down and just be like, no, it works and blah blah blah. Be, you know, right? Any sort of haters gonna hate. <laughs> yeah, like it. Like I was watching a live stream the other day of a guy that is is a hundred percent self taught, and he was drawing out a logo type, and his kerning was off between two of his letters. And I and I happened, I mentioned it in the thing because he was just, I was just like, hey, you know, shouldn't there be more spacing between e and y? And he completely ignored it. And there were a few people that were offering other, like, constructive criticism towards the thing. And the, the host of the thing was just like, guys, don't don't, um, don't critique right now. He knows what he's doing. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and, um, and later on in the podcast, like, a couple of days later, they had him back on. And he was, do- he was kind of fixing things up. And he kind of – he hadn't made any adjustment to it. And all of a sudden, he kind of moved it a little bit. And I'm like – you, I told you this three days ago. Like, <laughs> you could have moved that three days ago. <laughs> three days ago. 
but he but he the way he said it and put it off he made it sound like he's the one who figured it out right I'm like no 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 <laughs> no he had too much of an ego there <laughs> yeah and I'm like and that was a case of like you don't realize that like in this chat there are seasoned professionals that you are trying to talk to right it's not all people that are that don't know what they're doing it's not just like mm-hmm. internet trolls like it's an yeah. actual collection of like designers right. that are trying to talk to you about this <laughs> and then it was kind of funny because my my full name is in the thing so they were they in the chat and um one of my friends texted me and he's like so and so and i were talking and we're just like how did the how do half these people not even know who you are and i'm like i don't know i don't expect people to know who i am but it was just kind of funny because he's like how do these people not know who you are <laughs> <laughs> like do they not realize that know. you are a professional like you yeah <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's where it kind of gets tough is, is online. And and even for like people showing their work online, you're just like, did you make this work? Did you Mm -hmm. like copy this work? So online has that like, does have that like tricky side to it where it's like, you don't know if they're a hundred percent, um, you know, who exactly they say they are. Yeah. But that's, so that's why it's always good to have that like you know, that meetup. So you are friends with people on tw- yeah. Twitter and then you get meet up with them and they're like, let's make sure you're a real person. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's cool to meet up with people in real life. I mean, we were looking at your Instagram the other day and we're like, this stuff's awesome. And then we get to come oh, talk thanks. to you in like real life about like your process and how you yeah. do it. So, well, it's fun. Cause like, even like Raina and I, we have a little collective of local artists that we, we get together with called, it was a super sad collective. Sad collective. Sad collective. Okay. Super, super, Su- uh, super secret art. Super secret art. Art drawing. Oh, super, se- super. Secret, <laughs> awesome, secret awesome. Drawing collective. collective. So it's super sad collective. Yeah. Like you have okay. to like kind of like yell it because it's all caps with an exclamation point. Super yeah. sad, awesome drawing super collective. Super sad, awesome drawing collective. Yeah. Um, we try to get together like as often as we can and it's i mean i think it's more of like we don't want to pay for therapy so we're gonna get together (laughs) Um, kind of like chat like bitch about things kind of like a drink and draw like you bring your computer or your tablet whatever you're working on your sketchbook and we just like and we can sit there and we can like have them you know i can have her look at my letter and just say like something's Mm -hmm. off by this on this and i can't figure out what it is and she'll just be like oh this and this you know we're able to kind of bounce our, our work mm-hmm. off each other. And if you can have like a little group of people that you feel comfortable doing that with, like you're mm-hmm. a lot better off. Like my friend, Danielle Evans will, uh, if you guys aren't following her, she's marmalade blue on Twitter and she, or on Instagram. What is that? What blue? Marmalade blue. Marmalade, marmalade blue. blue. Okay. Yeah. She's um, a very, very talented food typographer. And specifically just food. She works with food and like object typography, like cool. a lot of dimensional typography, but she got known initially for food. Okay, cool. And I highly recommend you guys follow her. She's really fantastic. You more than likely, if you follow any sort of lettering, you've seen her work at some point. I feel like I've seen food typography. So it's, yeah, either inspired yeah. by her or, or her stuff. Yeah, yeah. She was one of the, like the it, first people like kind of in that movement. Mm-hmm. And um, but so she's someone who like she'll send me like in progress shots of what she's working on. And she'll be like, "What do you think?" And she's she finally she told me one day she's like, "I can always tell when you have." And you, you can, I can always tell when it's not working because you don't write back, yes. <laughs> That's the code word. Yeah. Okay. She'll send me things and I'm like, yes, yes, that's <laughs> working. And, yeah. and there was one she sent me one day and I was like, ah, and she's like, that's how I know it's not working. Cool. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do, I mean, I do believe that, you know, the one thing that's invaluable is like, 
like building that community having that community having that close relationship of like dude i'm stuck i need some help like can you look at this and you know because it is like a vulnerable thing because it's like yeah you're a professional and you should know what you're doing but i mean you're not perfect yeah um and it's one of those things i remember right after coming out of um grad school like my last semester all my professors were saying you're gonna go into you might get depressed like the first few months and just remember that keep that community keep that kind of like those open channels that you know having that support you know and i think like you said like you gotta be kind Mm -hmm. like don't use people just to get ahead like if you don't have that community like no one's gonna vouch for you exactly well no one's gonna help you and it it helps to have that sort of camaraderie too because Mm -hmm. really i mean if you work freelance it can be incredibly isolating you Mm -hmm. know i for sure i i'm very much i am an introverted person you know it's doesn't sound like i am but Mm -hmm. i joke that i'm an extroverted introvert um my best friend makes fun of me because when we were in college and stuff like i could go out to a party but then it would take me two days to recover (laughs) (laughs) got recharge yeah i mean that's kind of it like i i thrive in a quiet environment that's why i can't work in a co-working space Mm -hmm. because i i could do it every now and then but if it was a daily thing it would drain way too much of my energy so like i work at home from my desk with my dog Mm -hmm. You know, I've got my little dog and it's just enough company. I get out and I walk him. I go to the rink for interaction with people. But for the most part, I'm fine being alone. But at the same time, it always benefits me to get out and go to our little like meetings and such Mm -hmm. because I can get around other people who are like minded. And if I'm feeling a certain way and I kind of just, you know, I'm kind of going through like a rough patch or what have you, I can just mention it and they'll be like, oh, I go through that too. And you don't feel so alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you when you can find that everyone has the same thing you do, you everyone goes to that, that like I call it the comparison monster. Like when you overload yourself on social media and you just, you've kind of inundated your, your mind with all these images and all these people and you see all these people putting out the best version of themselves because social media is the best version of yourself like you're always having mm-hmm. an awesome time yeah you're always doing awesome things your it's life is great. highlight reel <laughs> yeah, yeah. what did you call it the what monster comparison monster. the comparison mm-hmm. monster okay yeah so it's like why did they get that client how did how did they get that client why didn't i get that client things like that where you just you start to second guess your skills and you start to second guess yourself and then when you go to draw you can't you can't get out of that mm-hmm. mindset right so i think it's very important to like step back from social media because of that and limit your interaction on it mm-hmm but it's also very good. It's nice to know that you're not alone because I've had that a lot where I go through these like random, random like creative blocks where that happens. And my friends that I, I tell about it, they're like, oh, no, I go through that, too. It's every mm-hmm. few months. It's like a wave. Right. And Nobody is this just like amazing designer all the time. Like yeah. you can't just be like. But because what you see on social media is them being an awesome designer all the time. <laughs> yeah. They're not yeah, going to post like all curated. the bad stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, so that's why like I try to be a little more vulnerable on social media now because I, you know, I get my friends and stuff. They're like, it looks like you've been so busy. Like mm-hmm. how, how are things going? It looks like things are going great. And I'm like, I've been sitting twiddling my thumbs at my desk. Yeah. It's like the only reason it looks like I'm doing a lot is because when I don't have client work, I'm pumping out personal stuff. Right. You know, I'm adding to my side projects. I'm doing, you know, like my my we need to talk project. Mm-hmm. I do my passive aggressive notes like I make things to make sure that I'm not just sitting there. So it looks like I'm busy, but I'm not. But you're doing you know? stuff for you and you're doing more personal yeah. stuff. You just kind of like you balance that well if I don't have like client work then I'm gonna do some stuff for me and that's gonna help me and then when I get busy again then I'll you know switch back over 
So it's kind of using the slow periods as a growth time for yourself, for your own personal yeah, stuff. Very much. But it's also, it's a little, um, it's, it's a little bit of like a, kind of like a cloak because you don't really, no one on social media that doesn't know you realizes that you have no work. Like they, mm-hmm. they just assume like you're busy. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, you have to put out like little like available for freelance, like, Hey guys, my calendar's open so that they know that you're not busy. Cause I've had people before just assume that I already have client work and I'm booked up and they go with someone else. And I'm like, no, freaking <laughs> like, right. I could have fit that in or you know, or people that are like, oh, I assumed you'd be out of my budget. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Email me first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you never know. You want to be careful with this, like, wall you put up. You know, you want to look available. You want to look, like, but approachable. You, you also want to look productive. But you want to look productive. Yeah. So. You don't want to look like you're just sitting back yeah. doing nothing. But you also don't want to look desperate. Yeah. Yeah. So but it's like that fine line of, happy I'm needle. awesome, but I can work with you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, you know, there's a very... There is a fine line. And so my my thing this year is I really want to be a little more vulnerable on social media and mm-hmm. share when I'm having those times mm-hmm. because it and there's and there's a few of us actually that are doing that. Like my friend Raji King is doing that. Um, my friend Laura Bohill, she's she goes by Laura B on on Twitter. Um, she's also coming out and just being a little more vulnerable with everything. And we all just realize like we are all going through the same stuff. And it's just nice knowing that you have someone that you can go through with, right. with together mm-hmm. because there's. You know, like I said, social media is the best version of yourself and you people will only see what you let them see. And I don't want you know, I don't necessarily want people to see the times that I'm sitting at my computer in my PJs at five in the afternoon (laughs) because I decided not to do anything that day. Like, people don't really need to know that. But they I, I feel like it's it's good, especially for younger designers and students who don't realize when they just see their 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 heroes and such doing these amazing things. It helps for them to sit there and hear, like, having a really hard creative mm-hmm. block day. Right. And they go, and, and you, you tweet something like that out, and you get immediately a bunch of people are like, oh, my God, me too. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that can really be a deterrent for, like, when you're young and you're starting out, and you're just like, oh, crap, I'm stuck. I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should give this up. I'm never, like, no yeah. one else goes through this. Like, that's that's a really big hurdle to get through when you're first starting is, like, you're going to suck and your work's yeah. going to suck and you're going to be stuck. And sometimes you just have to start making garbage until yeah. the garbage starts to make <laughs> there's, sense. <laughs> there's a great Ira Glass quote in about that thing where, and I don't know the exact wording, but it's like when you, you have taste and you know what's good, but there's a point where you, what you you know what's good, but it's ahead of what you can actually do. Your yeah. mm-hmm. skill set. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and at some point, you know, you're gonna keep making everything you're gonna make. You're gonna hate, and then some. At some point, those are gonna come together, and all of a sudden, your your taste and your skills are gonna be at the same point, and they're mm-hmm. gonna work together. Yeah, and like if you look up the actual quote, it's fantastic, mm-hmm. and it's one of those that really resonates with that time because then you realize. That's why, like, because it's so hard to look and see all these people making what you would consider really great stuff and feel like they never had a, had a crap period. Right. But, like, everyone does. Like, no yeah. one starts out amazing. Everyone no. fights through the same kind of struggles. I mean, I, even when I, like, when I get stuck, I don't really have the luxury of, of like, taking time and not making something. So my process is usually... I'm just going to start making really bad shit and then hopefully mm-hmm. something will come out of this. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Make garbage, make garbage, make garbage. Oh, yeah. yeah, this looks not that bad. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, we are, we all are going to make, make bad work. I still make bad work. 
you know, and that's the one thing that's really good is if you, you get client work is it's working with clients. Sometimes it can be really hard because they, they have this idea of what they want and you have to convince them that like you hired me. I understand what you want, but that's not going to work and you need to trust me. And a lot of times it's, a lot of times you'll be pretty lucky and get a client that's like, okay, I trust you. Um, I've, I, you know, I've had clients where they've sent me like a sketch of what they're looking for and they're like, do your thing. This is what we're looking for. So what I'll do is I, I'll give them three different sketches. I'll give them something that is pretty much exactly what their sketch is, what they're looking for, just cleaned up something that is completely and totally my style. And then something that's kind of right in between. Mm -hmm. And like I did that recently with a, with a client and they sent me like, this is what we're looking for. And so I did exactly what they were looking for. One with a little bit of my personality in it. And then one that was just totally off completely what, not what they were looking for. Mm -hmm. Still like kind of similar what they wanted, like same verbiage, same thing that they wanted in the Different style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the style was a hundred percent. Like if you came to me and just said, this is what I'm looking for. Here are the words and I want a lettuce leaf in it. Like that's what would happen. Yeah. (laughs) And of, and it was, I do three sets of these. So there was, you know, uh, illustration one, illustration two, illustration three. First two, they took my complete and total, like, this is what I would do if you just handed me the, the wording. And they went with my complete style. The third one, they went with the in-betweener. They didn't go with any that were only them. Wow. Uh, so Because they're hiring you for a reason. You yeah, know, they right. want your style. Yeah, and the hard the hardest thing for me when I started out was, like, the mood boards and stuff I'd get would reference other artists. And I'm like, reference my work. You're hiring me for a reason yeah. and I don't want to be hired just because you can't afford the person on this on this mood board. Right. Like the best day ever was the day that I got a mood board and it was all of my art. Oh, that's great. That was awesome. the coolest thing because that was the point I was like, okay, I think I finally made it. Yeah. It's amazing mm-hmm. though too that you've found your distinct style that mm-hmm. you're not you're able to not let those other designers influence you. You can yeah. look at that mood board and be like, okay, but that's not me. I know yeah. exactly who I am, what I'm going to create, and you do that. Yeah, I've and when I was early on in my career, I kept getting people that would like they'd reference like Jessica Hish's art, who I love her work. My work is not that work. Mm-hmm. Hers is very clean. Mine is very very playful and rough. Like it's not mm-hmm. stylistically, it's not the same. And they'd be, and anytime I got a mood board and everything was very clean on there, I was like, you're not going to like what I come out with with this. Like yeah. you're not hiring mm-hmm. the right person for this. Yeah. And How do you handle that? Do you tell them that up front or do you try? When it was early on in my career, I couldn't. Like I just, I had to do it as similar as I could while it still retained me. Yeah. But I would tell my agent, I'm like, can you make sure that they understand like they're not getting a Jessica Hish piece? Like this is not my style. And she, right. goes, she goes, yeah, they just, that's, they're looking for like that type of cursive. And I said, okay, they need to, they need to tell me this. Mm-hmm. But it would just be like, this is the style of lettering they're looking for. Right. Okay, cool. I can work with that. But um, like I'm and I'm okay with I'm totally fine with getting other artists work on my on a mood board. That's fine, because especially if it's something where it's more just like like I had one client for um, a greeting card. Stylistically, she referred to all of my work. And then on the next page, she goes, we really like these colors. And it was another artist's work. She goes, but we really mm-hmm. like the colors they used here. Can you pull this in? I was like, yeah, I can do yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like a palette reference. Or yeah, that, those those kind of things, because sometimes it's it depends who you're working with. You know, if your client is like, they know what they're talking about when they talk about like art and layout and design, yeah. or if they're just like, I saw this and I like this. Can you make this? Like, yeah. So sometimes it takes educating your client too, where it's like, 
tell me what you liked about this piece so I can replicate it using, or like I can draw from what you liked using my style. Because sometimes yeah. they don't even know why they liked a piece. They're just like, I liked the vibe of this one. Yeah. <laughs> and even if it is just the vibe, yeah. like, I just like the vibe of this. I can work with yeah. that. As long as I know what you're going for. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been such a good talk. Usually we end it with a super fight, but with where we're at on time, yeah. I don't think we even need it. <laughs> you know, no. we also, we had so like, many great conversations with you that I don't want us to be cutting you. any of that. Yeah. I'm not going to force you in, in like your you're recovering from sickness like scream at people <laughs> with a super fight yeah super fight's yeah. a little bit aggressive yes. so, okay, plus again i just don't want us to be cutting any of this because i feel like everything has been such valuable yeah, insight like sure. we didn't have any bad conversations with yeah. you everything you said was just brilliant um so yeah i, I don't think a super fight's necessary unless you really <laughs> wanted to squeeze it in no, um good. yeah i, I think we're i think great. we just go with like if there's um so if there's one last nugget you want to leave people with, that's just kind of a, here's um, my two cents, and then we can close it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, don't be a dick. And <laughs> makes, you know, make work that makes you happy. Yeah. Love it. That's the key to life. That's perfect. Yeah. Don't be a dick and try to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and remember that. A leg is a leg? A leg is a just leg a leg. A leg. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like this needs to be made into an illustration piece. Can it has That to. sounds like the most like conceptual gallery show. A leg is a leg. Yeah. Can we make that happen with I sad? think we have to. I think we do. Now that we made sad public. Yeah. Because it's been like there's like Sorry. seven members. <laughs> oh no. There's seven members and that's it. Like there's no promo. There's no any. There's an Instagram account that yeah. I haven't updated since the first week. I never posted on them. So <laughs> I think we have to. A leg a it's leg, a leg. A leg is a leg. A gallery show by Sad Collective. Ooh. I, so guys, you know, where can we find this, this Instagram? Intriguing. This mysterious, secretive Ooh, Instagram. I, yeah, I don't know. What I don't remember is. the username. Yeah. I want to say it's just like Sad Collective or something. Sad Collective or Sad Co. It's, yeah, it's um, on Instagram at Super Sad Collective. There is a beautiful 10 posts. Super sad collective. Super sad collective. Okay. Stay tuned for leg illustrations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that needs to happen. I feel like that would be really fun. It has to. I mean, yeah. we said it in a podcast. Yeah. So. We've put it out to the universe. Like, it's got to happen. Yeah. And my, mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier, my walls in my office are so bare. Like, mm-hmm. I need some of you guys' work up there. I'll hook um, you up. Where can we find your work, Shauna? I know mm-hmm. we have your, your Twitter is... Um, Shauna Parmesan. Yep. That's also my Instagram handle. Okay. And then you can find my work, like my online portfolio at shaunalynn.com. Shauna Lynn. That's L-Y-N-N? Yes. Awesome. And do you sell prints on there or? Um, not currently, but I do have like a few things in my Etsy shop and then I have like digital download stuff. Okay. I do a lot of like, I make a lot of different brushes and things, not necessarily prints per se but i do have stuff like up on society six mostly just because i don't like spending the time printing things out sure and where could they get any of your like brushes or your your pieces Um, that you sell creativemarket.com slash shauna parmesan and then on etsy i am simple thoughts co simple thoughts co awesome so check that out everybody um thank you so much for talking with us uh i hope everyone enjoyed the insight and you had a lot of like i definitely did i can't wait for that workshop thanks for having me 
Yeah, yeah. cool. Well, yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. Um, check us out on our social media and keep listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, wherever. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>